Hi everybody, my name is John Lacey. This is the video and live streaming show and I'm joined as always by Sam Proof. Sam, how are you doing today? Good, a little tired. I woke up real early to take a cat to the uh, the vet, but uh, beyond that, doing okay. You, John? Um, Yeah, I, I had a slight technical glitch moments before we were to go live, which is always <laughs> character building, but we got there awesome. in the end, so that's that's all good. Uh, yeah, so today on the show, we're talking all about vertical video and vertical live streaming. So, um, obviously, there are all kinds of platforms that are, you know, either vertical only, or they're certainly prioritizing vertical video uh, to be watched basically on your phone. But yeah. Sam, what, why do you think we should think about actually going vertical? I, I think the, the, the main appeal right now is that those platforms that are are pushing vertical really are pushing it and so um you know like on a youtube or an instagram when you post a vertical video it's very possible that you're going to get 10 to 100 times the amount of views that you would get on traditional horizontal or landscape video I mean, that, that's certainly been my experience too, I guess. Um, and, and we'll talk about this more as, as we go along, but uh, as much as the short form video, and this isn't, this isn't particularly uh, restricted to vertical video, um, but generally speaking, if any kind of platform has a new feature they're trying to push, they will, will sort of promote it and try to get uh, some adoption of it. Um, but I guess like, it's funny at the moment, uh, YouTube in particular is, you know, it's, it's, it's got a number of different personalities and I kind of, I don't even think they've figured out how these things relate to each other in terms of the YouTube shorts, uh, the, the traditional videos and, and the live streams. But mm -hmm. it's, uh, I mean, to, to your point, it's, it's certainly a good way of sort of building some awareness and, and getting a little bit further reach. Um, I guess the other thing, and we'll talk about this more uh, a little bit later, is that a lot of these platforms, as much as you can go looking for particular content, a lot of these things are really just driven by the algorithm, just showing you stuff and, you know, you're either enjoying it or you're just flicking it away in, in seconds. So that's that's another thing to, to certainly keep in mind. Obviously, uh, it's a bit of a culture shift um, towards vertical video on the phones because yeah. it's always been a little bit unnatural to sort of grab your phone and, and position it horizontally. And certainly TikTok in particular is, is this sort of vertical only platform too, so. Yeah, I um, mean, it's it's been a sort of a weird battle of like you know traditional uh, horizontal viewers, and then just fighting against this natural urge to hold a phone this way, which is so much more reasonable, like you know the, the vertical as opposed to uh, you don't have to, unless you have big hands or a smaller phone, I guess. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, it's like why fight it? Join it. <laughs> Sure. And I know, um, you know, there, there has been a little bit of pushback, um, which I know you've made some jokes about uh, this week, um, <laughs> with people not wanting to give up vertical uh, horizontal video. And to be honest, I, I kind of, I, I get that. Um, I feel a little bit that way myself, because I guess, uh, you know, as much as I love um, repurposing of content, uh, taking something that was horizontal and making it vertical or vice versa is a lot more work than I think the average person is prepared to, to admit or appreciate. Mm -hmm. But anyway, I, I let's, mean, I think that goes both ways, honestly, yes. but yeah. Yep. Change is hard. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously in terms of, and we might, we might talk about streaming first and, and then work on sort of recorded videos uh, a mm -hmm. little bit later in the stream. Um, but uh, certainly in terms of streaming uh, vertical video, um, there are a lot of different ways that we can, we can do this. I guess, you know, we, we mentioned phones earlier. Probably the most simple is to literally go on Instagram and just go live straight on your phone. Is that something you've actually done? Um, at a limited capacity, I have done some Instagram streams. I almost did one today, but I was honestly just so tired from the previous aforementioned foster cat drop off that I just didn't have the energy for it. But yeah, I have done a few uh, Instagram uh, mobile app streams and a few from TikTok as well. Uh, primarily for the kitten cam, like we get like a new, um, a new foster or like an over 
uh, a spillover foster scenario where we already have cats in our mainstream room, but then we take on a second litter. So like when they first get there, I'll like jump on one of the mobile apps and do a quick like, hey, this just happened. Here are these cats. And then I'll let it run for a while. So it's probably a different experience than the typical person who goes on is like, I'm going to go mukbang over at the Burger King and eat some food for you and talk to you. It's a little <laughs> bit different, but you know, yes, I have. Um, and it's, it's a simple experience. It's, you know, not the most, uh, dynamic. You can't do a whole lot. You know, there's no multiple cameras or anything, but yeah, it's, it's quick. It's like two buttons and you're done. You're in, you're going. And I guess like if, if you do happen to find yourself just in a situation where something inexplicably newsworthy is happening and you've got data on your phone and yeah. the connection's reasonable, um, it certainly can be a way of capturing something in real time. Um, and, and, you know, we don't, we don't normally get too political on this show, but certainly if, if some really big news item was happening, like that, that would be one way of doing it. Um, obviously, I think the things that you and I do are a little bit more produced than that. Um, right. But uh, so I guess that there are certainly some other ways of doing this. And I should mention too, um, we are going out live on all the places. So if you are watching live, we have changed the time of this show. So if we all... Yeah, I would love to so just just hit us on chat. Um, so I mean, there are there are all kinds of we, we spoke about some of the different um, tools that we use for um, for actually live streaming, and one of the ones that we did mention was was restream and and restream studio. I just wanted to note that if you do want to get started and you're not particularly techie, um, it is possible uh, to to do this in restream studio, which is their browser based. Um, options so again i've just got some images here which i'll bring up on the screen this essentially is is pretty much what we're looking at today um in terms of how we, we're going although it's a screenshot so we've stopped moving for that reason but it, you can literally click a button and rearrange this scene into a vertical format so again if you are interested in recording vertically or are certainly doing interviews vertically uh streaming or recording or both uh that is certainly an option there yeah, I, I would point out that for anyone who's going to use Restream to stream vertically, um, one of the biggest appeals of Restream is being able to go out to 20 to 30 different sites at once, most of those not supporting vertical. So um, if you're going to try and do both, you're going to have to make a very specific scene to, uh, you know, cater to both kind of platforms where you are extremely centralized uh, and then the, the rest of you is basically nothing important. <laughs> and, uh, you know, th that's probably not bad advice generally if you are working with a, uh, with the idea of repurposing. And it's funny, um, Tanya Smith, uh, who does stream like a boss, uh, she, she does these live streams uh, horizontally predominantly, but she always comes together at the end and is in the middle of the scene and just goes yeah. over the main points because we know that that's the thing that she's going to cut up to actually use in the, the, that short form video content. Yeah. Big hello to uh, Joe um, Sonara. Hey, Joe. That's usually a, a last name I can pronounce, but I'm, my brain is a little bit dumb at the Go moment. With Serrano. Serrano, yes. Yeah. Uh, I'm, yes. Hello. How are you doing? Great. Thank you for joining us. And again, it's Friday. It's Friday in some parts of the world. Well, some, some places. It's Saturday <laughs> here in the future. Yeah, so the joy of time zones. But thank you for joining us. Um, so, I mean, you know, it's it's a great point that, that you make there. So, I, Restream Studio, it's it's a good way to get started because it is very simple. But by the same token, you've got to embrace some of those constraints of their, their default layouts yeah. and, and probably stream vertically or horizontally, not necessarily both at the same time. Yeah, it's it's tricky to do it through Restream both at the same time. I would say. Absolutely. So, um, I mean, obviously, OBS Studio is a tool that's close to both of our hearts, Sam. Yeah. So, uh, do you have any advice for people that might want to be using that for, for vertical video? Yeah. So, I mean, we've talked about this a few different times in recent uh, shows, but uh, recently, uh, helmed by Harris Heller, uh, they released a vertical plugin, and the company name is escaping me right now. Atom. Uh, Atom, yeah. I'll like put the link up on the screen. ATEM, but yeah, it's 80. <laughs> 80. Um, and yeah, it's it's been just a game changer for both production and streaming. Um, so this will uh, this will let you 
do what we were just talking about. You can have both a horizontal and a vertical setup, and you can stream separately to two different uh, or more uh, sites simultaneously using the, uh, the, the, the plugin and the, there you go, and the traditional OBS setup. Uh, you can also record independently on both of those, and those scenes don't have to be exactly the same. You can make changes to each of them. You can have a series of different scenes that are sort of complementary vertical scenes to like the horizontal scenes you have and link them so that while you're switching in OBS as you do normally, it switches in the vertical plugin to those new scenes, which is, it, it's really well done and really thought out. I, I almost upset how good it is. Like, I was like, why wasn't this done sooner? <laughs> it's really good, and it is like it's literally free. That's that's the, the yeah, part that kills free. me because it's yeah. it's so good. Um, and I actually part of the reason uh, we started a little bit late this morning was that I was trying to run a second version of OBS Studio to actually demonstrate some of this live, but um, there was a bit of a conflict with my audio devices, so I, I can't really do that right now. But I mean, to, to Sam's point. Um, the great, the thing that, that blows my mind a little bit, and you do have to keep in mind that you do have sort of two versions of, of everything. You've got a horizontal version and a vertical version. Um, but you can reuse the same source in both of them, but you can also choose to do different things. So um, yeah. in this example, like in we're in Restream Studio today, but I'm coming via my virtual camera and I've got this, you know, I've got my logo in the in the backgrounds and the, the gray backgrounds. Um, and I'm actually recording this in OBS Studio as well, but in uh, both horizontally and vertically, but in the vertical version, I've actually got um, a different background because that's how I like to to do my my short clips so um you know it's 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 really really powerful you do have to think a little bit about how it works and you do need to plan it up front um which is probably true of everything in obs um you know you, you do need to to think about preparing your presentation in that sense um but once you, you've got it ready to go, um, you know, linking those scenes together, you know, if I switch to a different scene, it will actually follow. Um, I, I kind of wish I had something. Give me one second and I will throw <laughs> sure. something on the well, other screen. I'll, I'll say while you're doing that, that also keeping in mind that you do have to have a few extra things in mind when you're doing this. If you're going to be, you know, streaming both on vertical and horizontal or even recording both vertical and horizontal, you need to monitor your CPU usage and your internet usage to make sure you can handle that with the machine that you have and the connection that you have. Um, whereas when you use something like the Restream version, you don't have to worry quite so much about either of those issues. Uh, but again, Restream, you're gonna be a lot more limited on being able to do both horizontal and vertical at the same time. And with the, uh, the vertical plugin for OBS, it's, it's amazing. All right, hopefully I stalled enough. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So again, um, I'm, I'm going to try this. I guess that that is the other thing to keep in mind is that um, as much as I love OBS and as much as I love this this plugin, it is, uh, it is a little bit on the resource heavy side. I may need to upgrade my computer a little bit because I just love how it works within uh, my context. So... I guess what I'm going to do, and I'm going to I'm going to be slightly obnoxious and, and put myself on, on full screen as I do this. So, um, to give you a sense of, of how this works, so if I I'm I'm just going to press a button on my my stream deck um, to share my screen. And again, this is actually coming through the the vertical camera. So, uh, basically, I've got that there. But if I I'm, I'm going to try and drag this over to where you can see it. I'm hoping this will work all right. Let's just give it a go. So. <laughs> Um, the, the thing about this is, um, actually, I will have to share my screen for you to see this because I actually clicked another button to say that OBS wouldn't include this. So just give me one second. Should have thought sure. about that a little bit more, probably. Um, and in fact, I'm going to have to actually go in and turn off a setting now because... Right, uh, there is a setting yes. that OBS can hide itself <laughs> from itself. Yeah. And it actually hides itself from, from all screen share, evidently. Yeah. Uh, so just give me I'll, I'll go back to my yeah own. that's a, it's a pro um, tip if you don't want to get that uh what is it like a infinity um screenshot of yes. obs like going into obs going into obs there is a setting to to block okay. that okay yeah absolutely all right so let me uh let me just go back to here um i'm going to 
share my screen. Hopefully this is working okay. I must admit we have had some issues sharing uh, sharing screens in Restream Studio. As much as I love it, it is a bit of a constraint. And this is obviously probably a slightly delayed version of this. But essentially, um, if I actually right-click on any of these, I can link them so I can go to link scenes and I can sort of link a vertical version to a horizontal version. So um, in this case, you know, and... Um, you know, if I if I go to the the screen share, this probably will be the the uh, Inception thing of Doom. But yep, just for the moment, is. you'll see uh, you'll see that this has actually changed here, but it's also changed over here. And yep. I probably need to crop that a little bit because you can actually see the back of one of my monitors. But that's uh, that's good to to know that that's that's an option. And I can go back to my original sort of um, John logo one. And assuming that I've set that up properly and it doesn't look like I have, let me just go back here to John Vertical. And I can right click and I can go to Link Scenes and I want to make sure that when I'm on the logo scene in the, the vertical version that I come over to the horizontal, uh, the, the, this version on the vertical. I, I probably got those two words, you know, mixed <laughs> up, but that's just, just where I'm at at the moment. So anyway, that's, that's essentially how that, uh, that sort of works. Um, it's it's a very powerful uh, way way of doing it. So um, hi to uh, a couple of people joining us in the chat. Yes, your you friend do. Sam mm -hmm. um, and the man himself. Um, <laughs> talk well, vertical yeah. to me, baby. Um, our good friend uh, Garen Bellaney from uh, Micro Studio. Okay, so I mean, there, there's lots of lots of different ways you can do this. I guess the other thing too, um, and this this is great in the events that you're actually um, streaming to multiple places. But if you if you're only going vertically to one destination or you know even a couple of destinations, um, you may not need to have the vertical plugin as lovely as it That's is. You, you can just go in and sort of change the the dimensions of of your stream. Yeah, I mean, the vertical plugin is going to add some load to your CPU. So if you are hell bent on just going to one vertical platform and you don't need to do other stuff, then yeah, just change your OBS settings to uh, to invert the, you know, 1920 by 1080 and you will create a vertical uh, canvas in your OBS. You don't need to use the plugin necessarily. Again, plugin's great, but, you know, it's on top of doing a horizontal thing at the same time. And I don't know if it would, if it would still be my advice, but there was a time in the not that distant past where I would sort of recommend actually running a second portable version of OBS that was purely mm. vertical. Um, you may or may not need to do that. That's kind of, kind of up to you, but um, you know, th these are all options. And I guess at the, the end of the day, you've got to sort of think about the ones that, that make most sense for you and, and your setup and your, your workflow. Um, before it feels like we're going to move on, but before we move away from the vertical plugin, the last thing I want to really say about it, um, is it does also have a feature that we didn't, we have not talked about previously called backtrack, which if you're familiar with the OBS replay buffer, it does exactly that, but for the vertical scene, uh, and it will allow you to set that to whatever recording folder you want, which is nice because the built-in replay buffer goes wherever the normal recordings go, which could cause problems for somebody who wanted those to go to a specific folder. Uh, you know, this actually gives you that ability of like, nope, these go somewhere else, <laughs> which just makes things cleaner. Yes, and if I yes, didn't so explain that... what backtrack is, you set a parameter like 30 seconds or two minutes and when something, and it'll just start buffering. And so when something awesome happens in your uh, stream, you can hit a stream deck, stream deck button or a hotkey, and it will save that last thirty seconds or two minutes, whatever you've set it to. And I guess, like that, that that's a great point. I guess it's something that I actually don't use um, quite as much as uh, as probably you. And you know, I, I think it has sort of its origins very much in in gameplay or, or you know, yeah. in sort of a sports type of thing where it's like there was some pivotal moment and we need to relive it. Hello to um, Electrojet. That's a voice from the past. How are you How's doing? Good, man. Definitely. Very um, old, old time a YouTuber there. Um, yeah. Sorry, Sam. Continue. No, no. I was going to say, yeah. It's it's very much an instant replay sort of uh, feature. Yeah. Sure. Okay. So I guess, um, you know, how do we actually, you know, 
we've got a lot of options and i guess my big thing is that you know you've got a lot of opportunities but the opportunity cost also exists so how do we sort of choose between all the options and i guess first of all you know how do you choose between um you know going live horizontally and or, and vertically like do you choose do you do both do you do one or the other what what are your thoughts in terms of throw your making arms those in the air choices. and scream Kermit style and just spin <laughs> around until you fall. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is a sort of a very personal and informed decision that needs to be made and is, is going to be based completely on what your goals are. You know, if it is growth for the sake of growth and you're casting a wide net to uh, multicast and things like that, then you want to be doing everything. You want to do both and get out there. Um, if you're specifically focused on uh, one platform over another, then you have to see what what your numbers are for you know what what they're offering in that realm. Like if you're doing like YouTube, where both things are available, um, I mean, yeah, you're you're gonna have to figure that out. But it, it's most likely creating a polished horizontal thing that is like you know the the quality content and then chopping it up a whole bunch of times into the vertical content <laughs> to fulfill the uh the quantity portion of your goals but yeah it's i think there's there's a lot to analyze on that particular kind of question it all comes back to those goals yeah yeah sure um so i guess it all comes back to your goals and, and what are you trying to achieve and i guess I was sort of reflecting on my own YouTube experience this week, and uh, as as you rightly point out, you know those YouTube shorts they just get a lot more visibility than the average uh, horizontal video, um, and even yeah. even the lives. But the way that I was trying to use them was to actually just build awareness for the channel and hopefully get some subscribers in the process. I think the problem for me is that I I'm doing so much live and so much shorts that I'm actually not creating a lot of new videos that are in that traditional sense. So I think yeah. what I've been doing lately is sort of going back to some of those live recordings, chopping them up a little bit and just, just, uh, you know, going back, actually adding the captions, which I know is a time consuming thing, especially mm -hmm. if you're not using tools. I do use happy scribe to help me a lot with that. But again, going back and actually including that information there, that there's the subtitles, the closed captions, um, and even the, the timestamps. So, you know, I want to, I want to sort of send people back to that because I know not everybody is actually, um, not everybody is sort of a live viewer. Not everybody's a short viewer. Um, but potentially we have, we have different, uh, different audiences there. And I think we need to think about that. And I think to be really honest with you, I don't think YouTube have quite worked out how those things are going to relate to each other just yet. So no, it's all, yet. it's all very new. Yeah, I guess it's, it's clearly got some growing pains and it's they've put a lot of eggs in the shorts basket and it feels like, like, why do I bother making regular content anymore? It, mm -hmm. It's it's literally the difference for like things like my personal channel, which is things like this, things like family vlogs, things like comedy and the kitten cam, which is cute cats. These are very different things. If I put up a horizontal long form video, 30 views top. If I put up a short, guaranteed 500 to 2000. <laughs> and again, in, in pure numbers, that sounds like a no brainer, but I guess right. people aren't necessarily seeking your shorts content out. They, it's literally just being served up by the random, I say random, I don't know. I have no great insight sure. into the algorithm, but uh, you know, it's just popping up people um and i don't know what constitutes of you i'm assuming it's like one second or something um, i think it's three but yeah it's it's pretty yeah. if you made it through the ad you're, you're you pretty much got a view <laughs> um the, the so i guess that's I, that's the thing and I, i've been saying some version of this since we started this this show is like i it's 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 very gratifying to see those numbers, but I'm just I'm not entirely sure um, if we can build these relationships sort of 15 seconds at a time. Yeah, I I will say that I've definitely seen a significant amount of followers come through on shorts, but I don't know how long they're staying. I haven't really figured out how to analyze that just yet. Um, 
so it is it is possible that they're like that was funny subscribe wait why am i following this thing unsubscribe i don't i i i don't know <laughs> and i guess another thing um that we kind of need to acknowledge is that you may not be streaming vertically because you just can't yet um both sure. tiktok and instagram for example have some eligibility uh criteria I think you you've you've got it on on Instagram, um, but I don't have I don't have it anywhere. I mean, there are things that I would like to try out that I just I don't have yeah. enough sort of followers and su- subscribers to be eligible to even give it a go. So there's it, it's funny because there's like two tiers of eligibility where it's like they'll turn it on to the mobile app, and I think for both platforms, Instagram and TikTok, it's about a thousand followers. I'm. I don't think it's actually written down anywhere, but I think that is the the bar you have to pass. But then um, they also both have the ability to generate a stream key so that you can use like OBS or Restream to stream to them. But again, that's a different tier to turn that eligibility on. And it's I think it's not even like automated. I think it's literally like they're just handpicking. You get one, you don't. And my personal instagram does have the ability to do stream keys kitten cam does not uh neither of my tiktoks uh have uh stream keys and it's funny and 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 again this isn't particularly limited to instagram and tiktok a lot of platforms when they're trying out new features they will try to constrain um who can actually access and use those things and as as somebody who wants to try these things, it's extremely annoying. But equally, um, you know, if you ever looked at Twitter Spaces for a hot second, you'll see what happens when you don't um, sort of have any kind of quality control over who actually has yeah. access to that feature. There's some very strange things going on in, in that particular context. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> I, won't, I won't touch that. Yes. Okay. So this is the, the video and live streaming show. I'm John Lacey and I'm joined by Sam Proof as always. Today we're talking about vertical video and vertical live streaming. So um, we, we've touched on on vertical uh, streaming specifically. Uh, let, let's talk about, you know, vertical video in, in a more general sense. So, um, you know... I, and I think it's always helpful to acknowledge the obvious because maybe sometimes sure. it isn't obvious for everybody, but certainly the, the project dimensions, the, the canvas that you've actually got to work with is essentially inverse. So it's 1080 by 1920 rather than the other way around. I guess the other thing too that we see sort of go hand in hand for short for, uh, for vertical video is the, the short form aspect of it. So these these yeah. platforms they do vary but again they seem to prize uh sh- shorter content over longer content definitely i i honestly have had the best results with like micro content which is like 10 seconds or less even though they you know allow you to do a, you know 60 seconds or in some cases they've started pushing 10 minutes on like tiktok and whatnot and i'm like I'm not going to do that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm incredibly curious about that 10 minutes on on TikTok. Um, And again, I tried... Because I guess... uh, As much as I watch watch TikTok on my phone, but I... For any kind of video project, I'm very computer-focused. So I do things on my desktop. And uh, when I was uploading a a short recently, I sort of noticed that you can actually upload videos of up to 30 minutes. Um, The thing they don't sort of explicitly tell you in that prompt is that you do need to cut them up into sort of 10 minute segments um so i mean i'm 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 sort of curious like i you know again i'm not expecting to change the world with that that piece of information but i try to i i do like to try random things periodically i uploaded a 27 minute video to instagram the other day just just for the hell of it just to see what would happen um (laughs) how did that do uh, you know, to be honest, it, it got uh, it got pretty much the same views that everything else I post there. So I mean, there's a there's a, a very small handful of people that must be yeah. interested in my stuff. Again, I don't know that I have any great stats on how far they got into that video. Right. Um, yeah, I was going to say just... the, the the one major difference between I think all of these platforms compared to YouTube is YouTube is very watch time uh, centric, and mm-hmm. it gives you those statistics ad nauseum. Like you have total watch time and you have audience retention and it's some really great analytics related to that. And I don't know that that's available on any of the other platforms really. 
Um, so yeah, it's, it's hard to say whether or not long form works on an Instagram or a TikTok comparatively. Sure. Um, and I guess like so much of this is, is so new, it's, it's really just trying to find its, its footing in some, some ways. So, you know, we'll, we'll certainly see how this, this plays out, um, moving forward, but I guess to you, to your point, sometimes those short, the, like the ultra short, the five to seven second videos, um, because they, they generally loop on most platforms. Yeah. Um, sometimes you've watched those three times before you realize, you know, you've right, seen the same thing been. over and again. <laughs> um, and I've, I've sort of seen people, uh, and again, it's a slightly cynical technique, I suppose, but um, I've seen people include like a giant paragraph of text on the last frame. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that gets the better of me and I just watch it three or four times to try and right. read the entire thing. Um, I probably could just pause it and do that. But um, yes. yes, there's certainly ways of doing it. And I guess the other thing is because of that looping, um, you know, we've, we've alluded to this previously, but the art of the perfect loop is, is it's such a beautiful yeah. thing to behold sometimes. Yeah, there's, there's really a, a pretty interesting science to making a good vertical video, especially like a, a micro video that's like really short and having a seamless loop doing, you know, there's all these other tricks like, uh, you know, like you were saying with the having a long paragraph of text on there and stuff like that. And um, having a really strong three second intro hook, you know, the, the, the people that just crush it out there have this thing down and it's, you know, a confluence of all of these tips and tricks, you know, jumping on trending sounds and trending effects and things like that. And there's just a lot to take in. Like if you're, if you're going to go into vertical video, you go hard into vertical video. <laughs> and I guess we, we can't really talk about vertical video without acknowledging that a lot of it is very meme driven. There are a lot of tropes mm -hmm. that just, it just, you know, yes. the, uh, I guess mostly probably referred to as trends, but certainly you're seeing the same person do the same thing over and over again, but yeah. you know, that, that appeals to a certain audience. Um, and, and like, I, I kind of hate to admit this, but sometimes I will spend hours watching TikTok or YouTube mm -hmm. shorts. Um, and I guess my favorite thing and sorry to, to Sam's people, I'm going to get into trouble for this, but I'm, I'm not watching kittens. I'm watching puppies mostly. I'm no, just going to own it. Um, I, and like, you know, I can, I can watch 15 hours of, of cute uh, puppy videos sure. and I, you know, it just does things for, for my well-being. Um, yeah. uh, so, you know, and a lot of the times like there's this one where they go, you know, they'll, they'll have different footage of the dog and the, the audio will be as somebody saying, I was born a dog. I identify as a dog, but according to my mom, I'm just a baby. Right. There's and a for some reason. That that's like that never stops being funny to me i don't yeah. know why um, i i literally because you can do this with sounds you can bookmark sounds i literally bookmarked the cat version of that sound today <laughs> i think there's probably four or five versions of that that end in the i'm just a baby but yeah i did i found one today and i was like oh yeah i gotta use that <laughs> absolutely um and but that's and I want to talk about the platform specifically in a second, yeah. but we were just sort of covering some general things. And I guess that let, let's talk about the sounds. Let's talk about the music because, you know, and again, Sam will tell you not to be on too many platforms at once. I will tell you just make something and dump it everywhere. Those, those are I essentially mean, to, to I, some extent. I can say one thing and practice the other thing. Cause I will, <laughs> I will do that. i uh, what I will say not to do is create a video on one platform, download it from that platform, which then has the watermark in it, and then re-up that to the other platforms because they will they will not like that. They'll totally take you out of the rotation faster than if you just upload a fresh version. So if you cut it in CapCut, and then you can upload it to everything. Uh, the first person who friggin' creates an uploader that goes to all of the platforms for vertical, uh, that's a million dollar product. Get it, get it going. Um, <laughs> yeah, but yes, I will say the one thing and do the other. <laughs> sure. Um, but I guess like the, the, the place I was trying to take this question though, is that, 
using other people's sounds and other people's mm. music um there are some licensing arrangements on tiktok and, and youtube in particular um and depending on where and how you add that music you can't sort of even even with the the watermark to one side um you can't necessarily take the exact same thing and just throw it up somewhere else without uh, you know, being subject to the the copyright consequences where maybe that those arrangements aren't in place. So, um, and I guess, like to to be really honest, there are lots of people creating, you know, quote unquote, their own sounds that use other people's copyrighted yeah. material. And in some ways, I think that's that's kind of a, a bit of a ticking time bomb in my mind. Um, but again, maybe maybe I'm missing the point of these platforms. Maybe it is just for the fun of the moment. And if they go away, they go away. Sure. Um, I, I think that in general, I have not seen uh, a short video like, granted, I have not been consistently making shorts for a year straight yet. It's, you know, still like maybe five, six months that I've been really pushing on it. Um, where I dabbled prior. So I don't know if there's going to be any re rebirth of like some of my more, uh, you know, topical, like holiday based things, if those will come back up at some point. But for the most part, it seems like 48 hours and that thing is done doing whatever it was going to do. So yeah, you probably don't need to worry about it that much. That being said, I think there is, um, a significant difference in um, music compared to sort of these trending sounds, whereas these trending sounds, for the most part, these creators who have made these sounds, like the puppy, I'm just a baby thing, which is actually a, a mashup of two different sounds, one that I think is the original trending one, and then somebody else took it and made the thing. Um, I think those creators clearly are making these to be used and they're never going to double down and be like, whoa, 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 why are you using my just a baby sound? That's, that's mine. <laughs> I can't believe 2 billion of you. Sons of... Whereas with the music industry, they have long, they've been in, in battles with internet platforms for just decades and are ill-prepared to change and grow and uh, acknowledge that this is what's going to happen for the rest of eternity. So there's a lot more uh, minutia to the licensing where I can go on TikTok, like you said, and use a trending sound that I can't use on the other platforms and, and vice versa. And unless you're doing something that is so specific to that sound, um, like you need to use that sound to make this edit and you're going to cut based on the beats and all that stuff. Um, if you're going to do something like that, you need to check first to see if that sound is available on all the platforms. Otherwise, you're going to just put it on the one platform that it is or take the risk. Um, and if it's not something where you need that sound to make the video work, uh, that music, I should say specifically, then cut it to whatever music you want before you export it, mute the music, export a music free version, upload it to all of the platforms and find the best music you can from their trending library. Um, the last thing I want to say about that is YouTube um, is my least favorite uh, when it comes to this, these license agreements. So mm -hmm. TikTok and Instagram, great. You do what you want they pretty much show you what is available to you. You can use whatever sounds they show you. YouTube has a variety of licenses that are out there. And if you go into the mobile app and put your short up or upload your short through the mobile app and get to the part where it's giving you music suggestions, it will not differentiate between these are open licenses that you can use and these have copyright restrictions on them until you've uploaded the video and published it. And then it immediately goes, we've published it. We can't show this in 27 countries. <laughs> God damn it. Yes. Um, and I, I guess, you know, as someone who does upload to TikTok, um, it literally has a has a uh, a checkbox uh, yeah. in the browser version that says check for for copyright stuff. Um, yeah, that's true. Uh, so I don't know. I mean, it's 
I, you and I, in some ways, make very different content. Oh, yeah. Um, and I, to my mind, like, I'm not, I'm not really looking to be TikTok famous, for example. Like, I, I have a very particular slant in the things that I want to talk about. And I, I don't really, I don't use music, like, um, well, certainly third-party music at all. Like, occasionally I will bring in some royalty-free stuff that I've, I've purchased and own a license to. Um, but I guess, you, you know, and I think that's, there's a bit of a tension there because some people will hear that they have to dance and point uh, to be, you know, to to win the the Instagram reels um, thing. Um, <laughs> and it, it's, I just, you know, again, I think it's important to, to step back and think about your 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 aims and your goals there because if you become famous for dancing and you don't want to dance anymore, presumably that audience will get bored and and leave. So, um, I, I I don't know. I, I'm sort of I'm I'm both fascinated uh, by these these short form vertical uh, platforms, and let's be real, I do watch a lot of them. I do. It's um, it's become a bit of a routine before bed to just mindlessly scroll. Yeah. Um, but again, I don't know that that's necessarily leading to any great relationship building. I don't think it's necessarily resulting in too many people. Um, you know, connecting to me on on some deeper basis, um, but I'm but I, I am sort of and as I say, it's it's relatively new, and I'm sort of intrigued to to see how it plays out. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that is a commonplace routine for a good amount of people these days. The I mean, Amanda does that. My wife will sit there watching Instagram reels before bed, and I, I don't know if it's a great pre-bedtime routine to be honest um (laughs) but but you know like i say it's it's a fairly mindless activity and it's interesting because i think in some ways like because they're such tiny little productions they they really there's a lot a lot of you know they're there to make you feel or react or do something within seconds yes and in some ways that's very uh you know that that'll like honestly i try not to open the app unless i've got time for it because it really can spiral out of control really really quickly um but equally you know i just i i i don't know i'm only going to say the same thing i just said a moment ago but i'm kind of fascinated but i do think it is pressing your buttons and you you know i i sort of joked recently on on twitter that i need sort of a happy shiny version of tiktok that only shows me the puppy videos without having the serial killer one in the middle of it because my you know there's there's enough to be stressed about in this world as it is without you know experiencing that sort of stuff but let's yeah, let's talk yeah. about the platforms um more specifically though uh yeah. so you know TikTok in particular is you know it's only vertical like there is nothing else you can do um yeah. i i know they do have sort of a picture type document slideshowy thing but generally speaking it That's is true. Yeah very vertical video uh orientated um i i guess it is it's a very trendy thing um i'm curious to to hear about your experiences with it um again as a as a consumer um i i like it it can be so engrossing to to watch um i know there were some there are some concerns about it being owned by a chinese company that the american government in particular are very concerned about um which is probably not where we need this conversation to go but i just felt like it's it's definitely something i was going to mention is like every six months we get the like oh man here it is we're gonna ban it any minute now and like we're right at the pinnacle of that again where it's like we've passed a bill the president can do it if he wants we're like all right didn't happen last time, but all right, we'll see. So yeah, I mean, if you're an American doing TikTok, take it with a grain of salt that it might go away. You might just lose access one day and you have to figure out how VPNs work, um, <laughs> which is probably how that's going to work. Um, but yeah, I, I think as a creator, uh, the greatest detriment to being a creator on TikTok is being a consumer on TikTok because... I will go in and be like, I'm just going to find like a video to react to and like stitch it and do my thing. And then like two hours have passed and I'm like, God damn it. I didn't do anything. I'm like, so like having the um, mental capacity to plan something before you open that app 
is a real good idea. And like, those are my most successful days is like, I have my idea list. I'm going to produce first. I'm going to go into the app when I am ready to upload to the app. Cause if you mindlessly go in, you're going to mindlessly leave having done nothing. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. And I guess, you know, and I've, I've complained to you about this previously, but, um, TikTok is like, they, they're trying to get you to use the app, but they tell yeah. me every single day that I have direct messages and I never have direct messages. There's it's some the other words. kind of notification, but they're just trying yeah. to, to get me to open the app and, and spend some time in there. Um, but again, I, like that, that's a great point. I guess you, you do have to have some self, um, control and some restraint yeah. in terms of, of doing that. And to be really honest with you, um, as someone who creates on a desktop and watches on a phone, those, those things are actually pretty nicely separated for me yes. personally. I know yeah. not everybody does that. And I, I know lots of people use CapCut and other things on their phone directly, but um, I guess, you know, the other thing too is, uh, and I was sort of looking at this earlier in the week, but uh, there is actually a lot of documentation on TikTok's own website about a variety of features. Um, yeah. and, and there are all kinds of things, like you, you've got the ability to, uh, if you go to the website version, if you go to tiktok.com, you can actually go to your profile and get a little widget that you can embed on your website. You can yeah. share it out to all the various places. Um, they, they have playlists which are only rolled out to particular creators but i believe they actually have something called collections which is essentially the same thing for everybody else so yes. i guess that there are ways of grouping things together um again i don't really know all the implications for a creator from from that point of view but i mean it's there's a lot going on there and it has been pretty well thought out so i'm, I'm quite intrigued by that um yeah and, I, no, and again, a, I'm sort of curious to see where it's going. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a solid app. It knows what it's doing, and it's doing it well. And I think the only sort of swing and a miss it may have taken is being like, you can do 10-minute videos now. You know, who really wants to? Like, if I want to do that, <laughs> just give me access to TikTok Live. I'll just do that. I think that's fine. Um, but yeah, everything they've done is, like, very well thought out. Um and I think, you know, we could probably spend a whole episode talking about the different features that they have and stuff. But the, as far as being a creator, sort of things that you should keep in mind are, you know, this is your window of opportunity. You know, you've got stuff at the top, you've got stuff down below and stuff over on the side. So, like, you can actually go, you can Google search a uh, TikTok uh, safe guide template. And that will show you exactly where you should be framing your video. They have this for Instagram as well and probably YouTube shorts and stuff. So make sure you go with that. Um, you know, maximize your description to use keywords and stuff and use some hashtags uh, and and just use it as a community tool. Because the, the thing that makes TikTok work is what launched YouTube in the first place, which was a feature they killed that annoyed me, uh, which is now back, which was video uh, replies. This is the reason it grew so much is the ability for somebody to have a video out there and you can then take their video, not just their audio, you can take their actual video and you can stitch it, you can duet it, or you can use your audio and make one of three different kinds of content, links back to the original uh, audio or video and you're creating stuff and you're kind of doing this collab thing without having to go, Hey, what should we do? Well, let's do like a you and me collabby thing. But yeah, I think that's, that's the brilliance of TikTok is recycling something that already existed from YouTube. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and again, let's, let's move on to YouTube shorts. Yeah. Um, and again, you've alluded to the fact that video comments were a thing 15 years ago. Um, they're kind of coming back in the sense that if you're an iOS user, you can do a short, you can reply with a video that is essentially a YouTube short. 
Yeah. Um, it kills me that Google, the people that make Android, have decided to do this for Apple devices and not, <laughs> not Google devices yet. Uh, it's very, very annoying that that was the one place where we could we could reasonably expect, uh, you know, Google stuff to be prioritized, but it's just, it's not there. Um, so that in itself is, is kind of annoying, but potentially that is going to be available for more people moving forward. And it's, yeah. it's... It's difficult to explain to people how interactive that was back in the day um, to actually have a yeah. video reply. Um, and you could reply to something that got a lot of views. Uh, you could you talk about it. And again, that's you, these are all the exciting features that you're referring to in terms of TikTok specifically. Right. Um, and hello to KidBlood1, who is joining us on, uh, on YouTube. Um, so yeah, I mean that that that's certainly one thing, and again, hopefully it's coming uh, for for more people moving forward. But just generally about uh, YouTube Shorts, is there anything that we should be keeping in mind as as content creators? Um, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I think some of the the big things we've we've kind of talked about here and there a lot of the little things with like the music licensing and things like that. And again, the formatting, you know, you've got your safe zones and whatnot, and you can use the remix feature to essentially do a duet or a stitch kind of thing over on the YouTube side of thing. Um, what YouTube does do that none of the other platforms really does is because it has this wider library of, you know, horizontal videos is it allows you to also do that from a previous video of your own uh, and you can remix it, you take a small portion of it to make a vertical video, which does link back to the original video. So maybe you get a little spillover if that shorts goes, you know, somewhat viral, partially viral, whatever, a little bit out there, you know, maybe you'll get a little tra uh, traffic back to the original source. Um, I think, uh, gosh, I, the, the other thing is YouTube recently updated its entire partner program. So I don't have all the details on this, unfortunately, but what was originally sort of set up like um, more of a creator fund is now going to be YouTube Shorts as its own sort of partner monetization program. Uh, the details are out there. They just kind of launched it. You have to, you know... Uh, hit the goals the goals are still the same it's you know whatever it is a thousand viewers and one million uh views but it is now more of a an ad revenue partner program than it was a creator fund although i think they did also create a creator fund in addition if i remember right and now they're referring to all of these sort of separate monetization uh contracts as uh modules so you're going to have multiple modules out there, one of which will be YouTube Shorts, one will be the traditional program and whatever else going forward. Uh, so yeah, there's those. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so there's a lot going on there in terms of potential monetization for uh, YouTubers yeah. uh, specifically. I guess the thing I would probably say um, about YouTube Shorts is that, uh, it, you know, the short form video, like... Uh, there's a, it's it's a really abstract concept, but essentially, depending on how you come to a video, you may see it within the shorts experience, or you may see it in the traditional sense. If you if you put your shorts in a playlist, for example, it's going to just show you know a vertical video in the middle of a horizontal player, um, and at that point, I believe you can actually include features like. Um, like the end cards where, you know, potentially you could send them off somewhere else. And again, it, it sort of comes back to that, that whole YouTube identity crisis thing that, that I don't think they've completely worked out just yet. Because if you're watching that same video uh, in the shorts experience on your phone or, you know, even in the browser, the browser experience is not great, yeah. but it, it's possible I, to watch them. I will say along those lines that um, for the most part, YouTube shorts on the back end is treated just like a video. So it has the ability to put in a title and a description and upload a thumbnail. However, if you're just on the YouTube app in the shorts feed, you don't really see any of that stuff. And to that point, uh, one of my biggest gripes about the mobile app for YouTube shorts is two out of three times that I upload something, if I don't schedule it to post and I just 
push it um, live right away, it will not have remembered the title for whatever reason. I don't know what I'm doing to not complete that. Uh, so I always copy and have it copied and ready to paste again. Uh, I literally yesterday forgot and I didn't do it. And I like an hour later went back and I was like, oh, God damn it. It like just defaults to whatever the date is as the title. That video still did just as good as any of my other, other videos without a title, without a clickbaity anything, without a you know thumbnail description. Um, so it is its own thing. They have not really like brought it into the fold and been like, oh, it's got it. The algorithm's got to force it to do these things. It's just going to do its thing. And like it is, it is really confusing at times because you know you may you may spend some time writing out a long description and then you realize that you know mostly people won't see it. But equally, um, and again, this this was some time ago, but I watched something on YouTube Shorts which I found entertaining. I posted it to Twitter. And the stuff that was in that description, there were a lot of weird hashtags, like very oh, yeah. suspicious, unrelated to the video at all. Um, and I guess what we established was that was all coming from the video description. But again, in the shorts experience, you don't see that at all. So obviously yeah. there are potentially opportunities for people to game that system. Um, sure. But again, it's probably not something we'd recommend. Yeah. Um, along the lines of hashtag, uh, YouTube will only pay attention to the first three hashtags as far as like actually making them because um, they will become hyperlinks to that tag, but only those first three really matter. Mm -hmm. All right, cool. Um, we've, uh, yep. we've been speaking for, you know, we're nearly out of time for the show and we haven't sort of covered everything we wanted to, I guess, briefly, is there anything that we should maybe think about or know in terms of Instagram reels? Um, <sighs> Yeah, uh, so Instagram is like the one platform where things don't loop, I think. Actually, I don't remember the shorts loop. Um, I think they, they do, actually. Like, do if, they? if, yeah, if they're yeah. short videos, they do. They do yeah. um, so that makes it a weird experience if you're trying to do a loop. They do have an Instagram Reels monetization program called Bonuses, uh, which I think it's a 1,000 uh, followers to get access to that. It is like a like invite-only kind of monetization program. Uh, and it is, I think, more like a creator fund where there is a set amount. So you can't just endlessly earn money. It's like you're, you know, I don't know if it's the same for everyone, but it's like $1,200 or something like that, or 150 videos can be monetized up to this. Um, and beyond that, uh, you have 30 hashtags with Instagram. So you can still use those, uh, do that. Um, and they don't have any kind of stitching or duetting, I think. No, no, they don't. Um, it's really interesting because they kind of went all in on video last year and I think yeah. they've backpedaled a little bit now and, uh, you know, they're, they're sort of going, oh, no, we're, we're photos and, and video. And yeah. it's been really interesting because as someone who posts mostly video, the couple of times in the last couple of weeks that I have posted a still video, uh, a still image, um, they've, they seem to have done a lot better than the, the videos so hmm. again i it might be worthwhile playing with a bit of both on, on that platform specifically but um yeah. i feel like there, there's so much more we could say and may, maybe we'll, we'll revisit this this topic in in future weeks but um sam for the moment where can people find out more about you and what's your content yeah you can find me as sam proof on just about every platform except tivcock where i'm can't even pronounce it official sam proof but find me every every link on samproof.tv Nice. And if you want to catch up with me, you can head over to johnlacey.com. I've got all the links to all of the various things over there. So thank you for joining us uh, today. There's been some some great discussion in the chat. We really appreciate that. Um, obviously, this is the first time that we've done this at the new time. So this this will probably be the, the time that we go live moving forward. But keep an eye on those event uh, invites in case something changes. Uh, yeah. Is there, is there anything else you want to leave people with this week, Sam? uh we now have two streams for the the cute avalanche thing one on youtube and one on twitch and they're completely different litters <laughs> that's it <laughs> nice <laughs> so you can head over to, to cuteavalanche.com and I'm, I'm sure you'll find out more about yeah. those so again thank you so much for joining us we'll talk again soon bye everyone